0: STORY 56 OF THE SUN'S BABIES BY EDITH Howes THIS LIBRIVOX RECORDING IS IN THE PUBLIC DOMAIN WHERE WHITE WAVES PLAY PART Four, LITTLE STARFISH He floated in the depths of the cool salt sea, an egg so small as to remain unnoticed and undevoured. Later he hatched into a queer-shaped creature, not at all like a starfish, rather like a lump of jelly with a thick end pushed out here and there. He swam and ate and grew larger every day. From the seafood he ate, his wonderful little body had power to draw minute particles of lime and build them into a star-shaped framework within itself. Slowly the firm star grew, spreading its rays on every side and absorbing into itself the soft walls of his earlier body, until at last he was a starfish. He was strangely made. His mouth was underneath the middle of his body a small red eye lay at the tip of each ray arm his legs scores of them were small and white and could be pushed out or drawn in at will from his ray arms drawing in sea water through narrow passages in his body he could fill these legs and make them firm and so crawl up the steepest rocks or creep slowly over the smooth sea floor when he did not wish to walk he drew the water from his legs and tucked them up inside his arms THE LAST FOOT OF EACH RAY ARM WAS AT ONCE HIS NOSE AND FINGER, FOR BY IT HE SMELT AND FELT. ON HIS BACK WERE SPINES, SOME OF THEM SNAPPING IN THE SEA LIKE SCISSOR-BLADES, TO KEEP HIS SKIN CLEAN AND FREE FROM parasites. HE ROAMED SLOWLY HERE AND THERE IN SEARCH OF FOOD. COMPANIES OF BROTHER STARFISHES WENT WITH HIM. THEY WERE A HUNGRY CROWD, AND SO NUMEROUS, THAT SOON THERE WAS VERY LITTLE LEFT TO EAT IN THEIR VALLEY OF THE SEA. "'I shall travel,' said Little Starfish. "'Perhaps I shall find a better feeding place.' He set off. Sometimes he swam, sometimes he floated with the waves, sometimes he dropped to the bottom and crawled over the sand or rocks. After several days he came to land. The tide was going in. The waves were dancing gaily up the stony beach. "'Carry me, please,' said Little Starfish. He laid himself in the arms of a wave, and was carried merrily up the beach, and left in a pool amongst the rocks. "'This is a good feeding place,' said the wave, as she set him down. "'It was indeed a good feeding place. All the rock creatures had opened their shells to feast on the myriads of tiny things brought in by the tide. The pool was a whirl with life. Shrimps darted to and fro. Barnacles and limpets raised themselves from their rocks. Furry-legged hermit crabs ran about under their borrowed shells. Best of all, tempting rock oysters, fat and juicy, sat with their shells agape to catch their daily meal. Little starfish's mouth fairly watered at the sweet smell of them. Pushing out his scores of white sucker feet, he pulled himself up inch by inch to where the first one sat. As soon as the oyster felt him near, snap went the shell. But Little Starfish was too quick for him. One strong ray arm was in the shell before the edges met, and hope was over for the oyster. Little Starfish swallowed him, and then crawled on to find another as delicious. "'So glad to find you at home,' he joked, as he poked his arm into the next open shell. "'We'll see about that,' remarked the oyster. He snapped his shell hard, hard. How it hurt!' He was a powerful oyster, and the edges of the shell caught the arm in a tender spot. Crunch went the oyster viciously, and off broke the arm in the middle. Little Starfish swam painfully away from that terrible oyster, leaving half an arm in the shell. How tiresome, he said. Now I shall have to give up traveling while I grow again. He crept away into a safe hiding place under the sea there he grew a new half-arm coming out again as strong as ever but far more cautious many another feast he had on the oyster rocks but never again did he hunt so recklessly End of story fifty-six.